Hey guys, it's Sim, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we're going to talk about a top AEW wrestler getting injured this past Wednesday on Dynamite ahead of a huge match they're supposed to be in in the next two weeks. We're also going to talk about some AEW wrestlers who are dealing with injuries, one that came back with an injury, Survivor Series, the date and location for this year's show has been announced, more stuff on SummerSlam, a big E update, WWE's new rule on firearms, and so much more. Because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every Monday and Friday morning, we bring you all the latest news you may have missed in the world of professional wrestling. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, oh, 10, 11 stories for you. We got about 10 or 11 news stories for you here today. We're also going to give our SmackDown preview. Tonight's the big SmackDown show on MSG, so don't forget about that. And also remember, if you want to get your comment, question, or or concern read live on the air, you could do so a couple of different ways. You can either put what they are now calling a hype chat in the in the Twitch chat over there on Twitch, a super chat. In the YouTube chat over there on YouTube. Or you can submit your question to pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag. Hype chats and super chats are greatly appreciated as they keep the lights on and they keep everything going. Remember, you can watch this show a number of different ways. You can watch on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash pwunlimited. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited. Or listen on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, excuse me, tiered subscription, just like Esports Gaming Rules 316 recently did. Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because all you got to do is take that Amazon Prime account. You take that Twitch account. You link them together. Bada bing, bada boom. You're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember to head over to YouTube and become a channel member. And finally, well... Go to the Epic Game Store. Go to the Epic Game Store and buy something. And when you do, you can support us by using this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Trying to pre-order Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart on PC, which if you haven't played that game, oh boy, is Rift Apart great. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I've played it on the PS5. It's been a PS5 exclusive, but it's coming to PC. Highly, highly, highly recommend this game. And if you're getting it on the Epic Game Store, use this code right here, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. Claiming the free game, Grime, Tinge of Terror, getting into Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys. Again, use our code P-W-Unlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, whether that's on your computer, your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Nintendo Switch, or for Fortnite, your mobile device. Use our code. It only takes a couple seconds to type it in, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. As far as the news does go, we're going to pull up what our first story is right here. So 
So unfortunately, one member of the Blackpool Combat Club was actually injured this past week on Dynamite, leaving now, I guess you could say, their oh, inclusion in blood and guts up in the air, even though they are stating it is being said that they should be good to go. Now, this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, Wheeler Yuta actually suffered an injury. Wheeler Yuta did take on Kenny Omega in the main event. Now, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer actually reported that Yuta suffered a hamstring injury during his match against Omega on Wednesday's Dynamite. Meltzer wrote that the belief is that it is, a, it is not a full hamstring tear and Yuta will be able to return in time for blood and guts. Well, uh, Dave Meltzer wrote the following. Wheeler Yuta suffered a handspring, hamstring injury in the match with Omega on 7-5. Right now, the belief is that it's not a full tear and that he will be able to return on 7-19 for Blood and Guts in Boston. Now, if you don't know, AEW is doing Blood and Guts in two weeks. Two weeks from this past Wednesday. They got next week to build it up, and then boom, they're in Boston that next coming week. So in two weeks, they'll be in Boston, and it's going to be on one side, the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Konosuke Takeshita, supposedly Wheeler Yuta, and a mystery partner. The other side's the elite. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and a mystery partner that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, we'll see where all this leads to. I know yesterday Wheeler Yuta sent out a text message that simply just said, shit. At about 1226, 1230-ish, or I think it would no, I'm looking right here. 1226 p.m., which means that may have been when he got the news of the injury. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it leads to. But as of right now, they're stating that even though Wheeler Yuta suffered a hamstring injury, he should be good to go for blood and guts. Now, speaking of blood and guts, we're going to add a story here we've already talked about this on the main channel pwu but we're going to add this here in the wrap-up because maybe some of you didn't see this story maybe some of you didn't see the news of who is most likely going to be that fifth member of the elite in blood and guts let's pull up fightful's report on this as they write the following um a big name is likely to be with AEW, at least for a little while. Fightful has confirmed that conversations have taken place between international star Kota Ibushi and All Elite Wrestling. Uh, most of the talent that we spoke to this week are of the belief that he will be joining the company in some capacity, specifically for the upcoming Blood and Guts show. AEW has ma hasn't made an official announcement, and he's not been nearly as public of late. Ibushi's management has reduced media obligations, citing that his schedule is picking up in the near future, with a source close to Ibushi in Japan saying he's planning to work the upcoming AEW show. Ibushi wrestled for GCW during WrestleMania week, but otherwise has been out of action since October 2021 for a variety of reasons, whether that is family obligations, you know, he had some family things to take care of. He had a shoulder injury that was really, really bad. So, but the um, report continues on by stating, there were some talent that worked both NJPW and AEW 
who wondered in the past if Ibushi being involved with AEW would strain the relationship with NJPW. Ibushi and New Japan had a series of issues that led to his departure, however. Ibushi claimed that those have since been resolved, and a contract offer from New Japan has been made. So with this new report here from Fightful yesterday, they are stating that the fifth member of the elite in Blood and Guts is going to be Kota Ibushi. And it makes a lot of sense with what Kenny Omega actually stated the other night after Dynamite in saying that he's got a friend, not in Canada, that is going to come and join them. And I'm going to read that quote for you. We do have the video up on our YouTube channel, pwunlimited.co forward slash YouTube or youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. If you do want to see the, the um, whole thing that Omega said for yourself, but if we pull up the quote here, Omega did state. And you guys listen to this. There was a week when my whereabouts were unknown. I didn't stay home. I didn't go to Canada. I went to recruit an old friend. Somebody who's very near and dear to my heart. I got, a, I got no doubt in my mind that as much as he cares about me, he cares about the men in this ring. He cares about this promotion. He cares about changing the face of professional wrestling at Blood and Guts in two weeks. There's no way we lose. So yeah, that is what Omega stated in his little promo, in his little, I don't know, promo, I guess you could call it, after Dynamite this past week, teasing who that partner could be. And all indications do point to Kota Ibushi. Been rumored that Kota Ibushi is going to come into AEW for a little bit now. Some thought maybe this could be Okada, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be Okada. And Okada wouldn't be available anyways, hence why Eddie Kingston is not as a smash, because Eddie Kingston is going to be in G1. Okada is going to be in G1. That's why Shota Umino can't be on the BCC side, because he's going to be in G1. Well, who's not going to be in G1? Oh, that's right, Kota Ibushi. So it does sound like Kota Ibushi is going to be the fifth man for the elite in Blood and Guts. Now... We talked about how Wheeler Yuta got injured this week. And we have to talk about more injury stuff. As far as Bandido does go, it is being reported that Bandido actually underwent surgery to repair an injured wrist. Uh, Bandido took to Instagram. And we're going to pull this up on the screen right here. As Bandido stated the following. Gracias. Thank you. Um, thank you. Arigato. I wish this was in English. Hold on. Hold on. I need to um translate this. This is all in Spanish. I did not realize this was all in Spanish. Give me two seconds. So we did post this photo here. So we don't need to show it anymore. But it is state. Through thick and thin, they have given me their love with full hands, and I will never forget that. Now, to recover. I promise to repay you in the best way, fighting for all of you. So, it is being reported that this is in reference to him having wrist surgery, as he did actually injure his wrist in a match against Kanosuke Takeshita on June 14th on AEW Rampage. On June 17th, Bandito did take to... Facebook to note that he had suffered some sort of an injury and was going to undergo surgery. 
And well, yesterday he did post this photo, as we see, we'll pop it back on the screen really fast. This photo right here on his Instagram, saying that he will make a recovery and come back and fight for the fans. So we want to wish Bandito a speedy recovery as he is now currently out after having wrist surgery. Now, one AEW wrestler who, well, has been out of action for a while returned this week on Ring of Honor television. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. Ring of Honor is pre-taped. Yet this didn't get much pub from the spoilers, which is very interesting, which is kind of bad. Every Saturday now, AEW films um, the Ring of Honor before Collision. Yet, Layla Hirsch returned last week, and that didn't make the rounds at all. That didn't make the news until it aired last night. So it's like, oh, crap. Is this not a big deal? Or do people care so little about Ring of Honor that they're not even caring about the spoilers? But uh, Layla Hirsch did return last night after being sidelined for over a year after tearing her ACL. Legit Layla Hirsch returned on Thursday's Ring of Honor television, basically filling in for Maria Kanellis, who said she was not cleared to compete. Now, I don't know if that storyline of Maria just not wanting to fight Trisha Dora, or if she really is not cleared to compete and couldn't be in the match. But regardless, Hirsch did team with Mike Bennett and Matt Taven of the Kingdom in Maria's place to take on Sean Dean, Charlie Bravo, and Trisha Dora. It is really good to see Layla Hirsch back. Again, it's been... Well over a year since she was out with an, uh, went down with a knee injury. I think she was injured in May of 2022. And so, yeah, kudos to her being back. They have placed her on the Ring of Honor brand. And we'll see exactly what they plan on doing with legit Layla Hirsch. Now, speaking of Ring of Honor, we do know that the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view will be Death Before Dishonor on July 21st, the main event has officially been set. The Ring of Honor World Championship will be on the line of Death Before Dishonor on Friday, July 21st, as it was revealed last night on, on, on I almost said AEW, on Ring of Honor television, Ring of Honor champion Claudio Castagnoli will be defending the title against Mark Briscoe. Yes, Mark Briscoe will be challenging Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World title at Death Before Dishonor. In a promo segment during this week's episode of Ring of Honor television, uh, presumed top contender Eddie Kingston announced that he would not be at Death Before Dishonor because he will be partic- partaking in New Japan's G1 Climax Tournament. Kingston then encouraged Mark Briscoe to take the challenge, to challenge Claudio for the title. In a follow-up interview with Renee Paquette, Briscoe said that he would step up and follow in the footsteps of his late brother Jay, a former Ring of Honor champion. Claudio then entered and accepted the challenge, sealing the deal with a handshake with Briscoe. So there we go. Mark Briscoe will, in fact, be challenging Claudio for the title on July 21st. So cool. That's really, really good to see. I think this match should be fun. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first match officially announced for the pay-per-view. But in keeping with AEW stuff, our final AEW story of the day, one AEW champion. It's actually confirmed that they have requested that they only work Collision, that they are exclusive to the Collision brand. Malachi Black says he's a Collision guy. A House of Black member and leader and one-third of the trio's champions in AEW. 
Malachi Black actually appeared on Bobby Fish's podcast this week, stating that he has made has wanted to be made exclusive to Collision, as he stated the following: "I requested to be strictly on Collision because I don't want to. I don't want people to get the pick. It's like no Saturday night. I get to see the House of Black. That's what I wanted because if I give you the option of Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, you're going to go." Does it really matter? Black said to Fish. So I get that. I get that. He's like, no. I want people to know when they can see me. I want it to be a big deal when they can see me. And I don't want them to just be like, eh, he could show up anywhere. I'll just kind of watch and then hope that he's there. But if they know that he's only going to work Saturdays, then boom. If you're a big-ass Malachi Black fan, then boom. Saturday becomes appointment watching for you because that is the only time you can see Malachi Black. And that's like with WWE and the brand split. Roman Reigns primarily is only on SmackDown. You can only see Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Yes, there are occasions here and there sporadically, very infrequently, that you can see Roman Reigns on an episode of Raw. But if you want to watch Roman Reigns, you know that he's only, for the most part, 99% of the time, showing up on SmackDown, which makes SmackDown appointment watching for Roman Reigns fans, and that's what Malachi Black wants here. He doesn't want people to go, Oh, I could see him any time of the week. So if I just hear that he showed up on a show, then I'll go check it out or something. No, I'm going to watch Collision for Malachi Black. Just like with CM Punk. CM Punk is only going to appear on Collision for the most part. Do you want to watch Collision to see CM Punk? Black also spoke to Fish about the atmosphere of the first, edition, uh, first episode of Collision, stating, First Collision, everything felt great. The atmosphere was great. Everybody was excited, motivated. And it was just a good experience overall. It was a very, very fun day. So there we go. Um, Malachi Black wants to be exclusive to Saturday nights and Collision. Now, that doesn't mean that he'll never work Dynamite again, but he wants to, like we just talked about, primarily be only on the Saturday show, only on Collision. As we move forward to some WWE news, This morning, WWE announced a number of new tour dates, but more specifically, they announced Survivor Series 2023. Well, it's coming to Chicago. This will be a return to Chicago for Survivor Series as they were just there back in 2019. It was announced today that Survivor Series 2023 will be held in the Allstate Arena, or as Stone Cold still likes to call it, the Rosemont Horizon. That's a bad Stone Cold impression. In Rosemont, Illinois, on Saturday, November 25th. It's the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. The event will stream live on Peacock and the WWE Network internationally. WWE sent out a press release that stated the following. WWE Today announces that the Allstate Arena in Chicago will host Survivor Series on Saturday, November 25th. Additionally, Friday Night SmackDown will emanate from the Allstate Arena on Friday, November 24th. An exclusive pre-sale opportunity for combo tickets for Survivor Series and Friday Night SmackDown will be available Wednesday, July 19th at 10 a.m. Central. Fans can register now to receive an exclusive pre-order by visiting www.com forward slash Survivor Series 2023-presale-registration. General public on sale for combo tickets will be available Friday, July 21st at 10 a.m. Central via Ticketmaster.com. Additional details on individual tickets will be released for the, each event in the uh, and be announced in the coming weeks. Survivor Series 
will stream exclusively on Peacock in the U.S. and the WWE Network internationally. So again, this is a return to Chicago for Survivor Series. A Survivor Series in 2019 also took place in the Allstate Arena. So there we go. We now know, let's see. So we've got the August pay-per-view, SummerSlam. The September pay-per-view, Payback. We don't know the October pay-per-view yet. And then we got the November pay-per-view, Survivor Series. Now, I don't believe, and I can look again, they announced a bunch of tour dates today. I don't think they announced a pay-per-view for October in any of those tour dates, though. Um, I'm just double-checking here. Raw, SmackDown, House Show, House Show, Raw, SmackDown, House Show, House Show. <clears throat> yeah, I don't see a pay-per-view announced yet for October. Now, speaking of WWE touring dates, WWE actually announced a plethora of new tour dates today, including right here in Fresno, California. We're going to be in Fresno on September 24th with a super show from the Save Mart Center. But as far as everything that was announced today, we got dates from all the way starting in September, uh, September 9th, all the way to the end of October as WWE announced the following dates. Saturday, September 9th, it's a house show from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Sunday, September 10th, we got a house show at St. Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia. Friday, September 15th, SmackDown at the Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. Saturday, September 16th, a house show at the Toyota Center in Kennewick, West, uh, Kennewick Washington. Sunday, September 17th, a house show at, an, at the Extra Mile Arena in Boise, Idaho. Monday, September 18th, Raw at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. Friday, September 22nd, SmackDown at the Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Saturday, September 23rd, a house show at the Cruz Arena in Great Paul Springs, California. Greater Palm Springs, California. I don't know why I read that wrong. I should know that. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday, September 24th, a house show right here in Fresno, California at the Save Mart Center. I'll most likely be there. Monday, September 25th, Raw at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. Friday, September 29th, SmackDown at the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. Saturday, September 30th, a house show at the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. Good chance Baby Huey going to be at one of those shows. I saw him tweeting about it earlier. As we move into October, October 1st is a house show at Tahoe Blue Event Center in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Great, great venue. I've been there before. Monday, October 2nd, Raw will be at the SAP Center in San Jose, California. Friday, October 16th, SmackDown with the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you're right, Fonzie. And uh, Game Killer as well corrected me. They did announce the October pay-per-view. It's October 7th, Fastlane from Indianapolis, Indiana. Thank you guys for correcting me. Thank you. Don't remember everything. My brain got a lot of stuff in here. Sometimes certain things get poof, pushed right out. One thing goes in, one thing comes out. Back to these dates. Um, Monday Night Raw, October 9th, from the Chi Health Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Friday, October 13th, SmackDown from the Box Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Saturday, October 14th, a house show at T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Sunday, October 15th, a house show at the Great Southern Bank Arena in Springfield, Missouri. Monday, October 16th, Monday Night Raw from Paycom Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Friday, October 20th, SmackDown emanates from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. 
Saturday, October 21st. There's a house show at Bert, o Bert Ogden Arena in Edinburgh, Texas, October 22nd. And there's a house show from Sam's Auto Center or Sam's Auto Arena in Laredo, Texas, on October 23rd. It's a Raw, Monday, October 23rd, Raw from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Friday, October 22nd, SmackDown from the Fizver, Fizzerve Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Monday, October 30th, Raw emanates from the Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greensville, South Carolina. So there we go. Um, I want to look one thing up. I see something in the chat. Not going to say anything yet. Because I don't know if that is true. Okay. Game killer. I don't see that anywhere. So I'm gonna put you on timeout for that. Because I don't want fake news in the chat. If I can find it here in the next couple of seconds. Hold on. Yeah, no, that's not true. So we're going to put you on timeout for a second for putting false info in the chat. We don't need that. We don't need that, Game Killer. It's not true. No one's tweeting about it. There's no news articles about it anywhere. I haven't heard about it. And I'm not even going to say what you said because I'm not going to be putting false information out for our viewers, our listeners, our watchers. But those are all the dates that have been announced by WWE for the upcoming tour later this year. Now, Let's talk SummerSlam. SummerSlam comes to us in like five weeks. And we do now know of a few more matches that are rumored to be taking place. So earlier this week, Dave Meltzer talked about six matches that could be taking place at Summer or that are scheduled for SummerSlam. And those six matches are as followed. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Gunta versus Drew McIntyre. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. And Meltzer also stated that there's going to be some sort of an in-ring showcase match for Logan Paul. And Logan Paul, we now know, is facing Ricochet. Meltzer says that that is the match that is happening that will be taking place at SummerSlam. They wanted to give Logan Paul some sort of a athletic showcase. And they thought Ricochet, which I agree, is the best person to have that kind of a match with within the company. Meltzer also stated in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that as of right now, the plan is for Rhea Ripley to be taking on Raquel Rodriguez with the WWE Women's World Championship on the line at Survivor Series. So if that's the case, that means that Raquel, if is she's still the tag team champion by then, will not be defending the title at SummerSlam. Now, we do know that um, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green are the new number one contenders for the women's tag team titles. They did not state when Liv and Raquel will defend those titles, whether that is at Survivor or SummerSlam, whether that is on an episode of Raw. But if it's if she is getting this match at SummerSlam, then I assume a tag title match takes place on Raw. Whether they retain or lose the tag titles is to be seen because she still could challenge Rhea as the women's tag team champion. We'll just have to wait and see. But as of right now, it is being reported that Raquel, as they're teasing big over the last couple of weeks, Raquel is going to be the next challenger for Rhea and the World Women's Championship. 
So right now, eight matches in total are said to be planned for Survivor or SummerSlam, which does come to us on August 5th. Now, as we move on, we got a Big E update. Because, well, everyone wants Big E updates because we want Big E back. Big E's been gone after breaking his neck all the way back in March of 2022. And the former WWE champion did appear on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves this week and said that while he's feeling great, he wishes he had more answers about wrestling again. Big E stated the following. I feel great, man. Unfortunately, I don't have a timetable, but the great thing is I feel 100%. I don't even feel like somebody who broke their neck. My mobility is incredible. It's great. My strength is great. I have no issues whatsoever. I wish I had some answers on returning to the ring. I got nothing, unfortunately. The really beautiful thing is I feel great. My body feels great. I'm really thankful for that. Life is good. I'm blessed. I can walk around. I can touch my toes. I can go to the gym. All those things. Now again, Biggie has been out for roughly 16 months now after fracturing his C1 and C6 vertebrae in March of 2023 on an edition of Friday Night Smackdown after taking an overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex from Ridge Holland. Biggie did state back in April that he was waiting on a condition update after getting an MRI, and he hadn't had any update then. Now his next update is, I feel fan freaking tastic but I still don't have an update. Which really does stink for the former WWE champion. We all want Big E back. We all want Big E back on our screen, gyrating, swiveling them hips, and yelling, ah, insert city here, Wow, it's been so long I forget exactly what Biggie says during the entrance. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world-famous 11-time tag team champs and feel the power. I miss it so much. I miss it so much. Biggie's intro. I miss it so much that I've almost forgotten it. Oh my God. It's been too long. It's been too long. Long. As we move forward, got a couple more news stories here for you. WWE will have a presence at the upcoming San Diego Comic-Con. This news does come from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider as he writes the following. One of the biggest pop culture conventions in the world, the San Diego Comic-Con, will be taking place in just a few weeks. WWE will again have a big panel revealing action figure plans on Thursday, July 20th at 11 a.m. local time. Sam Roberts and Johnny Gargano have been announced as hosting. PW Insider has confirmed that WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins and WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley are also slated to appear at the San Diego Comic-Con for the company, including at that panel. Awesome. Very cool. Very good. Very good to see that Big or not Biggie, I'm sorry, Biggie, that they're doing another panel here to announce action figure stuff, which is very, very that's what I'm looking for. Expected. Because I've done it the last couple of years. I don't know. This is I don't think it's a Hall H thing, but we'll have to wait and see. But if you are gonna be at Comic Con and you wanna see what new WWE action figures get announced or what other toys for WWE do get announced, July twentieth at eleven AM Pacific. Now, the state of Florida, as of July 1st, 
has stated that you do not need a license to conceal carry. You do not need to have a piece of paper in your wallet that says you have been trained and you have been licensed to carry a gun on your hip in public. Now, this is a very big thing for me because I am a uh, licensed firearms instructor who actually train people to be able to get their concealed carry permit. I'm the one, I teach the classes to tell you, here are the laws, this is what you need to know to get your permit, to keep your permit, and everything you can do with your permit, with your gun on your side piece, with your side piece on your hip. Now, the classes I used to teach, of course, will allow you to get a permit in California, would allow you to get a permit as a non-resident in, in um, Arizona, and our classes were certified to give you the possibility to submit to be a non-resident carrier for the state of Florida, which means that if you live in California, you can go to Florida and still carry. But now you don't need to submit that. You don't need to do that because as of July 1st, anybody can conceal carried anywhere they want in the state of Florida without being licensed. And well, WWE don't like that. And they've now put some, I guess you could say, rules in place for their shows in Florida. As Dave Meltzer stated the following in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Meltzer reports, WWE has enacted a written rule for all events in the state, including at the Performance Center, that all firearms and concealed weapons are not permitted. According to the report, anyone bringing a firearm or gun, which there's not a difference, <laughs> to the Performance Center or to an arena where WWE is running, quote, will be instructed to take their weapon back to their car. Further, Meltzer states that they won't be able to, quote, check in or leave a weapon, which is the dumbest fucking thing you can do. I would never check in my weapon at an arena with people I don't know, I don't trust. No, you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what they're going to be capable of, what they may accidentally. What if... You check in your weapon with one of these people at the arena and they accidentally set it off. And that weapon is registered to you. Yeah, you're fucked. No, you always want that weapon either locked up by you in a case or a box that you know the code or have the key to or at home in your safe or on your side. I would never trust going to a show or arena or anywhere and just here, lock this for me. What if they fuck up? What if they have your gun in their hands and it accidentally goes off? They trip and fall and it sets it off. Mm -mm. Plus, I wouldn't leave it in my car anyways. I would just know the rules and say, oh, I'm going to a WWE show. They don't allow it. I'm going to leave it at home. I'm not even going to bring it with me. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb, people. Either know that it's locked up securely by yourself or have it on your person. So how about just don't bring it at all? So yeah, you do not you do no you no longer need to take a class and have a permit to carry in Florida. But WWE, even though technically by the new laws you can walk in to the American Airlines arena in Orlando, Florida with gun on your side and it's okay. By law, but WWE is stating uh -uh, not at any of our shows, not at any of our shows. Speaking of Florida, NXT's in Florida. We got a couple of NXT notes for you. Over the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen uh, W. Oh, nope. <laughs> Over the last couple of weeks, 
Hold on, let's restart this because my notes aren't loading up. It's throwing me all off. All right, so over the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson appear on NXT. Now, back in like 2020 or whatever it was, Gable Stevenson was drafted to Monday Night Raw and then never really appeared on Raw. He appeared on SmackDown, I think last year with Kurt Angle, but now he's been appearing on NXT. And according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, he does state that Gable Stevenson officially has been moved to the NXT roster on, in, on internal lists, which I think is great, which I think is perfect. Now, this past week on NXT, Gable Stevenson didn't do much, but looked great in not doing much. He gave a bunch of suplexes to guys. He showed off a little bit of his charisma and like, yeah, like he did a suplex and he hulked up or whatever, you know. So cool. That's great to see. And I want him in NXT. I don't want him on the main roster. He's still got a long ways to go. He still needs a lot of learning. And I think NXT is the perfect place for him. NXT is going to do Gable Stevenson wonders. I don't want him on Raw right now. I don't want him on SmackDown right now. Could he be on Raw? Could he be on SmackDown? Sure. I heard that he's progressing way faster than they expected. But regardless, he needs that time in NXT. He needs that time down there. He doesn't need to be on the road with Raw. He doesn't need to be on the road with SmackDown. He needs to be in Florida where he can be at the Performance Center five days a week, four days a week, three days a week, whatever. He doesn't need to be like, oh, I need to go train at the PC, but I'm, I'm in, you know, or I'm, give me a random city, Denver, Colorado, on Saturday, or on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because I had to fly in a day early, do Raw on Monday, and then I left on Tuesday, you know. So that's missing out on days that he could be training at the PC. So I love that he's in NXT. I love that he's now officially part of that brand, according to internal lists. I mean, his website still has him listed as no brand, so we'll see where all that leads to. Speaking of NXT... One NXT wrestler is said to be backstage at tonight's WWE SmackDown. Now, SmackDown does come to us tonight from Madison Square Garden in New York City. And according to a new report from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, he writes the following. WWE NXT star Trick Williams is backstage at tonight's Friday Night SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. PW Insider has confirmed. If he works the tapings, it would be his MSG debut. Now, no word here if Carmelo Hayes is also there, the current NXT champion, but they are stating that um, Trick Williams is backstage. So that's an interesting one if they got Trick there, but no Melo. Maybe Melo's going to appear on SmackDown and they're keeping him a big secret. No one's seen him, and that's why. But as of right now, we do know that Carmelo Hayes is currently backstage. But with that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here for the wrestling wrap-up Friday, June 7th, 2023. Tonight is Friday Night SmackDown. A number of things have been announced for the show, and let's run that all down. First off, we do know that we have the trial of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to tribal court. Also, we do know that we're getting a new edition of the Grayson Waller Effect. Special guest, WWE Hall of Famer Edge. As far as action is concerned, AJ Styles will be going one-on-one with Karrion Cross. AJ said if Karrion's going to have Scarlett in his corner, He's going to have Meechin in his. And finally, the WWE United States Championship will be on the line tonight as Austin Theory defends against Sheamus. So far, these four things are the only four things that have been announced for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here for the wrestling wrap-up. 
Remember, we will be back live tonight following SmackDown right here live on Twitch and YouTube. Remember, you can follow us on multiple different ways. You can follow us and watch this show live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Unlimited, or listen on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday. Hopefully I see you tonight for SmackDown, and if not, also have a great weekend. See you next time, guys.